tavern's closing. Best be on your way, stranger. What? No mug of ale for a weary traveller from distant Corhagen? I can reward you well, for I am of noble blood. I stay open for no man in these dark times. Things come with the night that no sane man would welcome. And so I left, cold of heart and soul, forced to the road and the long, bitter night. Do-do-do! I don't believe so! This is the live from Philadelphia Fast Karate for the Gentlemen, starring <laughs> guest co-host, <laughs> guest co-host, Mr. Fuzzlebottoms. <laughs> How are you doing today? Cat! He's he's not even in the room yeah, anymore. Yeah, right. <laughs> I like the way you have the mic set up, Joel. That's cute. Why? Do you think that works better? I just do it this way because I don't. I can put it back farther from myself and still have it. Uh huh. Because it's a drum mic stand, so that's true. I might try it. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, they say. So they say. You tw- you've almost got it, and now you just turn that lever up. <laughs> there you go. Oh, it's turning. That kid's a big boy. He has this. I don't even know how to make that do it. I can't remember how you stop it from spinning. Oh, I think it's this washer. Waka waka. Yeah, it totally is. Well, it might you, be picking you're up moving on... stuff around. So, all right. But now it's kind of soft. Hello. Hello. Okay. Well, let's not bump the table. We have to relearn everything we've forgotten over these many years. I just listened to one of the old podcasts of ours, like on the train yesterday, because I ran out of other podcasts to listen to, and uh, it was like chugga 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 chugga. And I was like, Joel, stop shaking your leg and bumping the table. I still do that. You just can't hear it. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> we all edit it out in post now. Now we have a myriad of other audio difficulties. But we're not going to solve them because this is fast karate for the gentleman. And we don't have time for that because we're too busy being scientists, dinosaurs, and curing AIDS. <laughs> Space AIDS. Yeah. If you thought AIDS was hard to cure, try <laughs> doing it in zero gravity. <laughs> At absolute zero. Zero gravity makes people sexier. So AIDS spreads faster. <laughs> I mean, I guess it works. That's <laughs> it's not untrue. Why does this wave look so quiet? It's going to be fine. We have to be like perfectly still. Even the movement of your leaning back was picked up. These microphones are too powerful for any mortal man. Can can you hear me flare my nostrils? Let me I'm, see. Do, I'm doing it. I'm not I'm not picking anything up. All right, good. Okay. Fast Karate for the Gentleman is a show that was forged cold in the furnace of Venus. Wait. Vulcan. Venus and Vulcan. Sexually. <laughs> yeah, we're the conception of two copulating celestial bodies. Yeah, that's how it worked. Don't question it. <laughs> <laughs> it just is. We continue along in the month of suck. I happen to be in Philly, so we're recording together, as it was meant to be. Um, Fully ten hours from his home. Yeah. T- ten plus. At least ten hours. That's ten hours on a good traffic day. Actually, it's it's only about three hours to get down here, and as long as you have a DS, you, it's really not that big a deal. 
Got a couple podcasts to listen to. GDC's going in full swing, and I'm catching up on all the details. Oh, hooray. All the incredibly boring industry details. But I'm interested in them because I like that boring stuff. What's I mean, I've been keeping up sort of on the GDC, but mostly through, you know, game trailers, action yeah. from the GDC. Uh, I've been reading like a lot of blogs, listening to a lot of podcasts. Speaking of which, I don't want to harsh on this kid. So don't think that I'm harshing on you, <laughs> but it's going to sound a little harsh. That being, if something, let's say, pick a random example out of the air, the information that Gears of War 2 is going to be released is available on the entire internet, then we probably already know about it. Well, he was just really excited. Dave is saying that somebody sent us an email saying, hey, guys, I just heard that Gears of War 2 is coming out. And that was basically the entire email. And you got to think, it's Gears of War 2. Maybe we heard about it. Yeah, just maybe. Good, Joel. How many games did you get for your birthday? Lost Odyssey. You'd be playing with that Ching Chang, Ping Pang. I was totally down with it. Someone said it's a JRPG. Have you fooled around with it? No, I haven't even turned it on yet. Okay, because it's supposed to be incredibly boring. I'm down with that. I love boring games. As much as I, I beat Elemental arms yeah that's the name of that game no enchanted arms enchanted arms See, every time you name. start that sentence and you say elemental i think elemental gimmick gear that's because that's what i'm thinking i wanted yes! to say elemental gimmick gear the impossible game have you ever beaten no. elemental gimmick gear no i've never even the gotten last close. boss is impossible i've never even gotten to the last boss <laughs> but i mean there's nothing wrong with that game it's like zelda except instead of zelda you're in a steam-powered robot suit <laughs> That looks like sort of like an egg, and you can yeah. spin in it. It's lots of fun. Yeah, it's awesome. Too bad you guys let the Dreamcast die, so you'll never play it. Thanks a lot, jerks. But speaking of which, they're putting out some archaic, crappy Dreamcast shooter for Xbox Live next week. Yeah. Like, uh, the one, I would say the one where you play as little girls who can, some, for some reason, fly through the air and shoot lasers. But I mean, that's kind of a broad category. Why am I so afraid um, of them, then? If you go by the internet nomenclature, there's an entire sub-format of shoot-em-ups, as they call them, or shooters, called cute-em-ups. Where Are you serious? Where this game would fall. I believe the proper internet acronym would be come-ups. <laughs> Do you see how ludicrous that sounds when you say it, internet? That's what everybody else thinks when you say shmups. <laughs> Might as well say come-ups. They're but, seriously like... I. There haven't been enough good shooters, or maybe I'm just not into shooters enough that I would have boiled them down into multiple categories. Because as soon as you say that this is a cute shooter, I'm not going to play it anymore. Yeah, I if, I might. I'll, it, I'll download the demo. <laughs> <laughs> I got internet on my Xbox again. Might as well. Otherwise, Graziella's roommate just uses it to play Mass Effect, which is happening right now. I know it. I know they're sitting in there and having fun at my stuff. Graziella's trying to figure out how to copy PS2 memory cards to the PS3 so she can play Dark Cloud 2. Not likely. Isn't that impossible? No. Oh, it just doesn't work the other direction. Yeah, you can't copy it from the PS3 to the PS2, which is garbage, because I still have a PS2. And, like, what if, say, I wanted to keep playing Rogue Galaxy this weekend when I came down here? I mean, not like it matters. I'm going to be here for a day. I can go a day without Rogue Galaxy. Though I can't. I, I need it! Though I don't want to. <laughs> um... Why can't I copy the PS3 memory card back to the PS2 one? If the data goes... I mean, I guess it's a different... 
this is probably the issue. They wrote a code to convert it into the appropriate data format because yeah. they're different. And they didn't they write, didn't the write code the other direction. Well, that's all they need to say is that we're lazy. <laughs> like, say something. But it could be, I mean, it could be a technological difference. Yeah, like, I, you know, if you have a FAT32 partition and you convert yeah. to NTFS, you can't go backwards from that. Why not? I need my Windows 95 hard drive. <laughs> that's the only way I can get Duke Nukem 3D to run. Oh, Duke Nukem 3D. That's coming out on Xbox Live, too. I was listening to some gaming podcasts where they were really excited about that, and I was like, really? Duke Nukem 3D? That was a bigger game. I feel like we were in a time that missed out on Duke Nukem. I mean, it it was popular, but... It was okay. (laughs) Like, But if we had been It was definitely a game like Doom where you shot aliens. If we were, like, three years older, I feel like we would be much more interested in Duke Nukem. I don't know. Though Duke Nukem did sort of herald the end of the non-mouse-based shooters, a.k.a. the time when I could compete. (laughs) Uh, Good times. What are we actually talking about? I guess this is the Blood Omen podcast. Might as well be. But I feel the need to say, I actually, I started thinking about this yesterday, and I have to get it off my chest. Uh, So I've been playing Rogue Galaxy, and it's great. And I'm pretty much convinced that level 5 cannot make a bad game. Uh, what they, else have they made? Well, Dark Cloud 2. Um, John Dark, which was the worst in their lineup, and it was still pretty decent. Well, I mean, it was, uh, a, it was a strategy role-playing game. Yeah, it was like, hey, this is kind of a knockoff of Final Fantasy Tactics. But Final Fantasy Tactics was really good. That's so. the pinnacle. You can't do anything else. So um, they also made this, that game for the DS, Professor Layton. Which is really good. Which the Penny Arcade yeah, comic, even hilarious. though I've never played Professor Layton, was still funny. Oh, we were reading it in like a little commune at the apartment like last week. That is just perfect. The face he makes, <laughs> the pr- appropriate use of profanity, just like it's the perfect. way it's phrased. <laughs> well, it's also that the, if you haven't read it yet, go to the Penny Arcade from last week. It's pro- I think they posted it on Wednesday or Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, it's... I can't remember there. It's I think it's Tycho. He's yeah. playing Professor Layton, and he's complaining because everything is a math problem. Yeah, he's like, so nobody he wants- in this town will help me unless I do their fucking math homework. <laughs> so he asks this guy about crossing the river, and he starts off by saying, I have seven matches. And then the next panel is just Tycho in the distance on the other side of the river with fuck you in big, bold letters. <laughs> but it's more, it's like the expression he's making. That the comics like that tell you that Penny Arcade are not off their game. Yeah, like they, there's there are often lulls, but when they bring it right back around like that, you're like, yeah, there's a reason you're as popular as you are. Yeah, well, it's it's sort of the they it it crystallizes that you know je ne sais quoi about comics. Like there's just something funny about the entire execution of it. It's yeah. not just the well, face. it's drawn it's in the not just cutesy Professor Layton style. <laughs> The the next one they did was really good too about spore. The spore where he's cult. like, man, spore looks so boring. For, forget spore. <laughs> F that game. F spore. And like the guys in the black van yank him up. How do you feel about it? Good yeah, game. Big fan. <laughs> but, I feel spore is definitely one of those actual games though. Like that, it has a cult following, and if you say anything bad about yeah, it, your you're internet in big blows trouble. up. Graziella's crazy about it. She's like, but she. You know, she has the genetic imperative to play Will Wright games because she's a girl. Oh, right. So, like, I get it. The Sims. You're not allowed. You got to turn in your vagina <laughs> and your vaginal parts if you don't like The Sims and you're a girl. 
it's, it's like if a girl did like bejeweled you'd be like what the hell why don't you like bejeweled you're dude if you're a lesbian you have to tell me <laughs> um but to continue on to the original point i was trying to make so i'm playing rogue galaxy right and in the beginning i don't no, the story's bad. It's really bad and lame, and I don't understand why. So there's a whole bunch of planets out there, and there's, like, the jungle planet. And on the jungle planet, like, these tribal people live. And I'm already questioning. Like, you're already getting me to suspend my disbelief by, A, believing that swords, like, someone would choose a sword over a gun in the future, and, B, that the sword would be stronger than the gun in the future. That's every role-playing yeah, game. Yeah, I know. But so you're already on that level, right? And then they make you further that by they want you to be willing to believe that someone, upon being introduced to technology, would continue to use a bow and that the bow would still be as good as everything else. But that's not even my main point. That's just another little tributary, as Jonathan Scavlo would say. Uh, a tributary. So in the beginning, the opposite. I don't know, you're a slave or something, <laughs> and you go out into the desert. And hunt desert chickens to feed your the occupying force. It's very allegorical. It's a lot like World War II. Um, Vichy France. I don't know. I guess you guys wouldn't know about it. You're not that well read. Uh, <laughs> there are a lot of robot sand chickens in Vichy France. <laughs> so you go into the uh, the like little guard post, and you're like, "Here's your robot sand chickens," and they pay you. And when they pay you, they give you like a little leather pouch. And I'm wondering, you see this a lot in games and movies and everything in like the medieval times. They're giving people pouches full of coins. Where do those pouches come from? And why is it necessary to give the pouch? Yeah, is, is, if this is the few, well, I guess, see, this is, this is how you can kind of explain the bow and arrow and all the gaps in technology is you don't have a, a homogeneous universe. Yeah. Technology may arrive sort of sporadically. Well, Joe, I understand that. That's not really my contention. My contention is not that they're still using pouches when they should be using space pouches. It's that why is the pouch given to you at all? Like, let's say they give pouches to everybody. They're going through like dozens of pouches a week. Well, the how do pouch they even... maker is rich. That's true. Maybe there's like a deposit on the pouch. Like if you buy a case of beer... That's true. They're just well. I guess you know the the sack was a, a some poor part of the overhead of any product. Yeah. So if you needed your barley, in the, yeah, in the purchase price, that's part of the MSRP. It's like what the heck? You stole one credit from me. Well, that's the sack surcharge. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't just give you that sack. Think about how many sacks we'd be giving out. I remember being pretty stunned when the first time we bought beer in Delaware, and I saw them ring up the bottle deposit, and I was like. What the hell? You're charging us for the bottles? Not realizing that, like, they all charge you for the bottles. Just At like, some places, that's you why can... it's called a deposit. Well, you, it's to encourage you to recycle because then you return the yeah. bottles to a, a recycling plant and they give you their. But I'm cents. not going to do that. Not since the homeless people or somebody kept stealing our recycling bins. <laughs> Who steals a recycling bin? They're free and they have no other purpose. <laughs> Well, somebody, I guess you can hold stuff in it. But. You can build a house, Dave. Yeah, if you got a enough beautiful, of them. beautiful house. <laughs> Some guy is just going to the recycling center and he keeps asking. For We're gonna him. walk. You know how there's that place under the Benjamin Franklin Bridge where the the span meets the shore and yeah. it goes way, way back, and there's just fence all the way back in there. 
is you know this hobo utopia yeah they have like every all the recycling bins in philadelphia have been constructed <laughs> to form those kind of like cliff dwellings out in arizona where yeah. people live underneath the cliff it's like that but made out of recycling bins it sounds like a pretty chic life all right then i don't begrudge them my bin but it's not gonna make me recycle <laughs> you know in new york it's illegal not to recycle i'm sure there's a lot of things you could that are be illegal fined. in new york right turns on red yeah who restricts that it's yeah, that's the pretty first ridiculous. thing I did when I got back to the great state of Pennsylvania was like a right, a right turn, turn on red. <laughs> yes, I didn't even need to. Vindicated. <laughs> I just wanted to. And then some cop pulled you over because he was driving way too fast. And then, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, he was like, "You turned right on red." Yeah, that's in the Constitution. <laughs> you should read it. I'm pretty sure it's not. Why would it be illegal? It's you're turning onto a one way street. <laughs> And there's there's no cross traffic. All right. This is 14 minutes into this podcast. And we haven't talked about nothing to no one. We might not have even mentioned the topic. Which We con- did briefly. Continuing on, off into- on the munch. I just need to know where these pouches are coming from. <laughs> and why. But don't you think the people would have their own pouches? Yeah. Pouches are not advanced technology. I just think if your culture- the government wouldn't give you pouches. They if- can't. No government would survive if they were just needlessly giving away pouches all the time. If they're a space-faring race and they can't afford pouches, there's probably a whole pouch planet made out of pouches. They're just mining the crap out of it. It's like, what are we going to do? Well, these poor bastards don't even have pouches. We'll pay them in pouches. We don't even have to give them the really valuable stuff. They love it. They eat it up. Like, watch this. like Vampire Hunter D's hand. He eats dirt. Because they, they don't know anything better. It's true. What drives me mad is that you go to the, the tribal jungle planet and there's like these people who have been outcast because they want to follow technology. So the disparity of technology in the game goes between spears and freeze ray guns. <laughs> like, How can you even kick people out? Once you're the people without freeze ray guns, no matter how many of you there, you, how, no matter how many of you there are, you're on the outside. <laughs> yeah. That is a majority of one yeah, you're because the everyone exile. else is frozen. <laughs> they have become decorative art. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I can imagine pouches being pretty valuable. I mean, just look at our own history. The Indians traded Manhattan for some beads. Yeah. Is that what's called wampum? I got into this discussion with wampum is a bead. Graziella. Then I, I was very confused, and the way she described it, I thought she was talking about those hippie necklaces that potheads always wear with like the no, beads it was more and like the a, hemp rope. It would look more like a belt with the beads woven into the belt. Ah. She said it was one of the most prettiest things she'd ever seen. And I was like, clearly you have not seen chicken pot pie. <laughs> chicken pot pie. <laughs> Brings a tear to my eye every time I see it. Oh, but yes. But right. Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain. This is a game. You may have played it. If you did. But I severely doubt it. <laughs> Me, we, me and Dave were grasping at topics, and we were trying to think, what are we going to talk about? We ran out of vampire anime. Well, vampire anime we were willing to watch. We need, I th- think we we basically... need three more episodes in the month of suck. <laughs> so anyway, we were talking about what we were going to talk about, and he just said, oh, Blood Omen, Legacy. And I was like, yeah, and that's when the confetti poppers started going off, and kids were throwing down those things on the sidewalk <laughs> that explode. And then the ticker tape parade went by, and the float of me was like, For yeah! two reasons, because we... We both, were like, I love Dennis Dyack. We love Blood Omen. <laughs> even if it's even in its crappy third and fourth incarnations. Yeah. And fifth, if you count that terrible whatever yeah, the Blood Kane, Omen 2. No, the Kane game. 
where you yeah. actually play as Kane again? That was Blood Omen 2. Well, there's also Legacy of Kane oh, yeah, Defiance. Right. Blood Omen but 2. Blood Omen 2 was a lot worse than Defiance. <laughs> a lot worse. Like, Blood Omen 2 is terrible. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it's so bad. But Blood Omen, you know, this is mad propers for us and mad old school. Yeah. You, you can't get... What are you guys going to talk about? Space Invader? That's so, like... You can talk about stuff that's older... But there are a few things more niche than Blood Omen. <laughs> this is true. Like, everybody's played Asteroids. E.T. is not, like, a valid old-school cred anymore. Not since, like, the advent of the internet. Like, well, everybody knows about the E.T. game. It sucks. You fall in a hole. You get M&M's. Yeah, hooray. Whatever. <laughs> it's the worst game ever. Hooray. But Blood Omen is a super good game. Yeah. Marred by everything in the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good if you ignore the whole part of the game. <laughs> there's so, well, it's got there's something about Blood Omen, it, and it's really that something about it. Continue even like Blood Omen Legacy of Kane, which came out on the Dreamcast, PlayStation. Well, it also came out on the Dreamcast. That's how I played it. No, you're talking about Soul Reaver. Soul Reaver Legacy of Kane, right? Yeah. So, Leg- there's Legacy of Kane Blood Omen, which right. is the first one, and then Soul Reaver for Legacy, Legacy of Kane. They flip flopped it on it. <laughs> Gave you the, the shim sham, as some some people call it. And it, it came out, and I mean, we've already talked about it on this podcast. But yeah, it, there's something about these games. You can't put your finger on it. There's a lot of reasons for you to not want to play them. Yeah. But you keep doing it. <laughs> you don't exactly know why. It must be because of the masterfully crafted story. Yeah. Surprise, vampires and pillars. Yeah. The story stops making sense after the first five minutes of the game. It's like, so I'm here for revenge. Well, you thought you were, but now you're the tool of the <laughs> yeah, ancient one. Like, well, Wait, it's, I was down with revenge. So you're this guy, Kane. He's hanging out in the tavern. Can't get no ale. He's getting kicked out because there's things in the night that no sane man would tolerate, as the saying goes. When he's beset upon by brigands. For some reason, he comes back as a vampire. We don't. He's given <laughs> the, the chance at revenge, but nothing comes without a price. <laughs> So, like, the first four seconds of the game, you kill the brigands. And it's like, oh, wait, there's a whole... we There's more game, though. Yeah. Kill these guys, too. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the, basically, Kane becomes a tool and a plot to overthrow the balance of the land of Astaroth. That's pretty much it, right? Astaroth? Is that the name of the place? No, it's, it starts with an N, doesn't it? I think you're thinking of the character from Soul Reaver. Or Soul <laughs> Caliber. Now... Yeah, what's it? Nosgoth. That's it, Nosgoth. And uh, yeah, so there's these guys. They represent these pillars that keep the world in order, and they they're all going insane. And Kane's job is to kill all them, so they get replaced by new ones that stop the world from cracking. Supposedly, so he's like the ultimate video game antihero, and he's like a vampire, and he can turn into a wolf and a bat and a cloud. Yeah, the cloud is. I mean. You can pass through bars. I mean, I guess it's It's the same reason you would ever need a cloud. The only... (laughs) It's like, oh, this steel grate... How will I ever get past this steel grate? If only I could become a mist. Oh, wait, I can because I just, you know, got this I just killed the mist man. Yeah, the mist man. Well, this was back in the day where all the... The powers that you get corresponded to the bad guy that you had just killed. Yeah. It's when like, things made so sense. So the Mega Man mentality. Yeah, the Mega Man. It's like, I killed Mega Man. Now I can shoot magnets. Well, yeah. You it's would, all coming together. As soon as you would fight the boss, you knew exactly where you needed to go next. And Mega Man wasn't even that good about it because it was really only good for the last boss. You didn't need anybody's power to beat a level. Yeah. And there were some powers that didn't make sense. Like, what's Breakman going to – who's weak against breaking besides <laughs> everyone? everyone? Yeah. <laughs> 
but so yeah, but I mean, you would fight like the mist guy, and as soon as you got to the mist guy, you're like, oh man, now yes. I can get past that. Great! It's just like Super Metroid. <laughs> you're like, I got the high jump now. I I can I know where to jump high. Yeah, I you, remember that. You see exactly. It's that's why I think Zelda was so great because Zelda. You would pass the place you needed to use that ability on your way to getting the ability. So you felt like a great mystery solver. It's like, yeah. oh, man, where am I going to use Just these? call me Detective Conan. Yeah. <laughs> the mystery of the dead hobo <laughs> and the hookshot. <laughs> the dead hobo hookshots. Well, that's how, they, that's how he killed him. He shot it in the air around the hobo's head, and then when it retracted, it cut off his head, and he was swept away, leaving no evidence. Except for the head. Why are you talking into a bow tie? Uh, Pay got, no attention go. to the man behind the conspicuously unconscious detective. <laughs> but the, Who still appears to be talking. It's, it's Detective Conan. That's what the show's about. They, You know, Blood Omen has a lot of really cool stuff. It's also got like that whole Tenchu quality. Because there's, it had incredibly long load times. Most likely because there was audio in all the parts of the game. Yeah. And audio sucked back in the day. Yeah, well, oft-reference when people talk about this game is it was about 25 minutes to load up the start screen. <laughs> like when you would pause to go to your inventory. I hope you have some plans, like a, like a dinner date. <laughs> you go out and have fun. Come back. It'll be waiting for you. And then you switch your equipment. That's like another 40 minutes. It's like sword. Mace, yeah, never. They needed. <laughs> they needed to have hold music. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like so happy. I was like, the problem was that eventually you would get a fire sword, and the fire sword would burn guys, so you couldn't drink their blood and regain your health. So you would have to switch back to the sword when you were low on health, so you could drain guys and get their health. And I would just be like, yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, especially when you get stuff that had a story behind it. So you click on it, and then you get this whole paragraph yeah. about that item. Like the heart of darkness. <laughs> Rumored to be ripped from the body of uh, the oldest vampire ever known, Janos Aldrin. Life is fleeting, Janos learned, and it was torn, still beating, from his chest. Well, it's just like... Voices almost... provided by Simon Templeman. You know, when you're clicking around your inventory in the this game... The sexiest man on the internet. <laughs> You know, you're clicking around your inventory in this game, and every once in a while, like, you'll hit on the Heart of Darkness, and uh, you feel like you just turned the wrong way down a one-way road, and yeah, the next like, turn off isn't forever. You're like, oh, um, oh, God. Oh, it's like four blocks. <laughs> this until, is like, going to take there. forever, because it's got to load up that whole, like, it can't, it, you know, it takes forever to load, but it's not loading the actual voice data ahead of time for every item yeah. so even when you click on the item you're just sitting there staring at it until <laughs> it loads up the story well like, I, mean, I already heard the story i mean this was all like uncompressed audio on like the playstation like 2x cd-rom drives <laughs> so it's like what can you expect it's gonna take forever well i understand that but i feel like the game designer should have taken that into account they should have <laughs> and maybe the the audio was a little superfluous <laughs> well it worked on the computer yeah, better. apparently. Well, I, they just I never played it on the computer. According to our friend Jerry, it worked better on the friend, computer. Quote unquote. Friend or mortal enemy. Friend or foe, Spider-Man. Whatever. Friend or foe. I'm going to frame him with a picture of a popped collar and then just blow his brains out. <laughs> you're going to frame him. You're going to you're going to frame him in a way that he would kill himself. Yeah, he's going to wake up 
He's going to wake up with Wearing a pop collar. Yeah. And no! then he'll just have to... Would it even be suicide or would it be homicide by means of yourself? Because it's not like he'd slit his wrist. He would, like, pummel himself to death. <laughs> How do you punch yourself to death, Johnson? I don't know. Apparently he's been doing an exercise called the Man Maker. <laughs> That's right. We, we found this curiously printed out graph. It's like, Jerry, how boring is your job that you have time to make a PowerPoint presentation me, about your gym workout? If they ever find, they're going to find Jerry Pummel to death in a popped collar with a workout schedule. You know what they're going to think he killed himself? Self-loathing because yeah. he hated gays. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be a pink shirt. I really feel mad. I'm so mad at frat boys because I feel like they ruined the pink shirt for everybody. I feel like there are times when I would like to wear a pink shirt. It's a soft warming color. I'm just and I can't because of frat boys. It makes you more approachable. But now because it's like associated with frat boys, you can't be approachable because you might be trying to date rape some girl. Yeah. I mean uh, you could have roofies. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, the first every other word out of your mouth is gonna be dude. Yeah. You would live in a house with girls. Do you watch uh, Project Runaway? Uh, no. Damn it. Well, there. Goodbye, masculine cred. Or whatever. <laughs> There's this one guy on it that says fierce every four seconds. Really? He is unreal. He is like, like some sort of hipster super beast. Like the last <laughs> boss in the hipster dungeon. <laughs> like it's just, like people like this cannot exist. Omega but yet he exists in the same city I currently reside. Where else would something like that exist? That's true. You're New, in York New York is like the focal point for that garbage. Blood Omen? Yeah. That's a game. <laughs> People have played it's it. It's pretty... Very I, few. I'm sure that you could... You know, it, it was released on PC at some point. So I am almost 100% certain you could find a hack of it. At this point, I would... Yeah. If you could even find it to buy... Good luck. <laughs> I actually, I'm, I really want to go back and play the game now just to remember how slow the load times were. <laughs> there's, there's also a fast load on the PS2. I don't remember if there's one on the PS3. So I'd be curious to know how much faster that made it. Yeah, the percentage of the... The game is actually only 20 minutes long. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I remember when I played that game. So you, you do all this stuff. There's nine of these Guardians. You kill the first one. It probably took you like five or six hours. This is back at a time when I had a very limited income. <laughs> so I was like, whoa, it just took me five hours to get to the first guy. <laughs> not, and this, this is when I wanted games to be long. more than five hours. Now I'm just like, just end. I'm sick of this game. <laughs> All right, I've played it. Dante, he's shooting guys. I get it. <laughs> oh, um, man. So... An hour later, they put you against three of them at the same time. And I was like, God, no! <laughs> well, like, this game is supposed to be long. Make it longer. <laughs> you knew that was going to happen, though. I didn't. Not at, like, 14. I guess that's true. Well, I mean, yeah. I wouldn't have expected it either. Because if, if you have nine objectives, you've got nine levels in old school video games. Yeah. You can't have multiple objectives per level. That, that's that can't happen. I was just I was shattered. I was like, no, no, it can't be over. But then by the end of the game, even when I was a kid, when I, my tolerance was astronomically higher, like there exists no metric to measure how different my tolerance was then than is now for playing video games. Like I was still at the end. I was getting kind of tired. 
Like, because with the guys with the pole arms, and they were kind of hard to attack, and you kind of had to, like, bait them to attack, and then you had to, like, run around back of them and, like, hit them with the sword. And then eventually it's just like, all right, give me the Soul Reaver. I want to explode everything. <laughs> Who would have thought that the most important, like, the Soul Reaver, the weapon that ties the whole franchise storyline together, was optional in Blood Omen. Yeah. Well, I guess it was super It powerful. also made guys explode, <laughs> which is, I don't know, that's cool. That, that could be a suggestion that it may be important in the future. Yeah. Maybe having this ultra-powerful sword will serve you well, Kane. (laughs) Good thinking. But he had it all together even then. He knew that the betrayers betrayed the betrayers that betrayed them. That shit. He says that in the game. (laughs) (laughs) Something like it. Too busy talking about fate. What if the coin lands on its edge? And I'm like, what if it does? He's like, you flip that coin hard enough, you flip enough times, that coin's going to land on its heads. And Raziel's like, I was also the voice of Duke in G.I. Joe. <laughs> He's like, who cares? I don't have a lower jaw. Why'd you throw me in the water, King? He was like, that was all part of the job. It's like, so your plan to usurp fate was to make me suffer eternal torment in the burning waters of vampire burning for 10,000 years. He's like... My bad. Yes. You can't possibly have planned that. <laughs> well, let's see. Even, I guess if you're immortal. There's you... no way you knew that. It's like, well, I guess we'll never know. Except we can teleport through time. Yeah, that's when that game, that's when it went downhill. As soon as they introduced, like, time travel into this, you know, weird medieval vampire world. Yeah. I was not 100% down with it. It may have screwed off Kane's intentions. Why didn't Raziel just go back in time and kill Kane before Kane killed him? Time paradox. Game over. Well, you also go back in the, you know, the heart of darkness. You see that guy. Yeah. And you try to warn him about Kane. Apparently yeah. ineffectively. <laughs> well, he's still hey, gets- bird vampire. <laughs> You're a bird and a vampire. <laughs> I'm from the future. <laughs> Listen yet, to me. But yet he knows you. <laughs> it's like, oh, what's up, Raziel? Wait In this second. time, you're a knight that kills my kind, but we're bros. That was Solid. the sound of me pounding my chest, in case you didn't notice. But yeah, it all began with a little game called Blood Omen. A little game that no one played, except for the people in our social group. Yeah, pretty much. But there was so much, it was like, it's basically like a Zelda game, but it's dark, and it's kind of stupid dark. The story's not that good. Well, there's also but like a like, dark level where it, everything is dark, and it's, it's a floor puzzle. If you step off this path, you get stabbed. Yay. God, there was one of those in the Charles Barkley Shut Up and Jam. Yes. It was so hard, and I hated it so much because <laughs> I could Shut not figure out where to go. And the, the controls were so loose that I felt like I was walking on ice. There's a Tales of Symphonia level where it's supposedly dark. Yeah. You know, you're wandering around, and it's dark until the lightning flashes. But you can see the edge of the platform the entire time. You would literally have to play it blindfolded and just listen to the sound of falling to make it difficult. <laughs> in uh, in Pixel Junk Monsters, the way they make it hard in the later difficulties is the ground is covered with ice and you slip slide around. And that's why I was like, I hate this game. I hate it. I, I hate stupid Pixel Junk Monsters. Well, yeah. Well, that's a gimmick. I hate it when they introduce stuff like that. It's like, well, now everything is different. It was really good until then. It's still a good game, but it's like, I hate these ice levels. <laughs> but whatever. I mean, there, so it's really cool that in, like, there's this whole Zelda context, but because it's not a cutesy Zelda game, the powers are, like, 
turn into a creepy, lanky wolf thing. Or like, you know, you don't get heart containers to increase your life. You drink from fountains of blood. <laughs> like ancient fountains of blood buried in mysterious caves where these creepy girls talk to you. And they're like, the blood of ages runs so sweet. Come drink from our fountain. And then was that like, website you were looking at? Did that host all these audio files? Cooking? I don't know. That's what I was trying to find out, but their mm-hmm. internet was so slow that I didn't want to bother with it. But I will try and get some audio files in the show because the voice acting is so hilarious. But then you could only drink from the blood fountains once, then the blood would turn bad. How does that work? I don't know. But if it these does. things are so it ancient, into black you blood. think somebody else would have found them at some point and maybe drank from it? Yeah. But it was, it who was destined a, for you. Who builds a blood fountain and then just forgets about it? It just leaves it there. It's like, there's a lot of blood in this fountain. Are you sure we should just leave it in this cave and burn the map and then kill me? <laughs> and then collapse a rock in front of the cave? Make it only accessible by way of hybrid wolf leaping abilities? <laughs> Not a lot of us have that. It's like three, four guys. <laughs> Tops. <laughs> But that was really cool because some of the fountains, most of them would increase your life, but some of them would like give you immunity to rain and snow because yeah. it would hurt you. Stuff like that was really neat. Well, it, that's why the game was cool. It was kind of ahead of its time. A lot of Silicon Knights games exist in this place that like can never really be. <laughs> like, <laughs> like they're fantastic, but it's just like it, it can never happen for them. Like, yeah. Like, Eternal Darkness is like a great game, but like how many sales did that get? Five? Three of them were me. <laughs> I just kept buying it. <laughs> that was a really good game. It was awesome. That's like the only game. I mean, I guess I, I got freaked out by Resident Evil 2. Yeah. But after you got scared by Resident Evil 2, you're just like, all right, whatever. So the, the window pops out. And then you can see that coming. In Eternal Darkness, well, you never saw it coming. Well, it's because it's cosmic horror. Like, you could see a dog jumping out of a window. You can't see, like, getting to the rectory in the church and there's a giant crab monster that's, like, the Pope's boss. <laughs> Horrifying. <laughs> Who are you? I'm the Pope's boss. Can't you tell by my hat? And they smash a- <laughs> this giant claw. Or if it's that green telekinetic monster, she just levitates you and pops your head. That was a great thing about Eternal Darkness is that people would die. In fact, most of them died. Every most of the main characters almost died. everybody died yeah. except for like two, and some of them in like fantastic ways. The uh, uh. but yeah, the the priest getting his head popped. I I had this experience with that level where I didn't find a weapon <laughs> because I didn't go in the right room until like the end of the level. So I'm running around it without a weapon, unable to fight these guys. And I was like, this is actually really cool. Like it really makes you feel. Like, totally helpless in the face of this evil from beyond the galaxy. And, like, you have nothing. Like, I, I don't even think you could punch in that game. Not, you, not that you would. It wouldn't help. Yeah. Like, you, why would you punch a zombie? That's poor planning. But then I found out. So I thought it was, like, a really cool idea from, like, a game design perspective. Turns out it was just Yeah, it turns out I just missed the mace in the beginning of the level. <laughs> but, oh, well. I mean, what can you do? Ah, uh, maces. They were in Blood Omen. Maces were actually really good because they could stun the humans and you could drink their blood. Nice. I also like that in Blood Omen, it's not the traditional vampire. You know, the vampires these days, they bite you on the neck, they suck a little blood, they leave. 
in Blood Omen. I don't know how it works. The graphics weren't that good. But the blood was telekinetically drawn from their bodies into your open mouth. <laughs> That's got to be really impressive. Like, if you don't... You know, someone like... And you could suck, like, five or six blood streaks at a time. <laughs> some guy just walks up, like, hits somebody in the... Like, punch, breaks your nose. And you're like, oh, God, that dude just broke my nose. And then you just watch the blood. Like, you, like, he opens his mouth and scurry. holds his hand. Now you're like, oh. <laughs> that, would, I would, that would scare the crap out of me. That's yeah. scarier than getting bit in the neck. Well, how do you protect from that? Yeah, getting you get in a really the neck's bad, just kind of gay. You better hope you have really good clotting because you need it to clot up to keep your blood in your body. Not because it's flowing out, because it's being sucked out by yeah. a vampire. You get a really bad paper cut at work. Screwed. Yeah. You Kane isn't in your department. <laughs> He's in the other cubicle holding his hand out. <laughs> like you put a bandaid on it real quick. Cut it out, man. Cut it out seriously. I need this blood. That, this is harassment. <laughs> you can't prove anything. No one will believe you. I didn't touch you. <laughs> I never touched you. And I'm just imagining Kane like they're in one of those short, short sleeve white shirts <laughs> yeah. with a tie. But He's got the long silver hair and, and like, he's like pointy yeah. ears. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you get a cut and he like rolls out on his desk chair with his hand out. Who will believe you, Barry? You're just the mail clerk. I'm associate director of sales. <laughs> well, he does that Kane laugh. Oh, oh, ha, 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 ha. It Kane. was fate, Barry. Kane being fate. Yeah. The coin landed on his head. You like, know what was fate, You Kane? talk a lot about a coin. <laughs> you being a dick, that was fate. You're a dick, Kane. Cut it out, man. I'm serious. I'm going to tell HR. Blood Omen, Legacy of Kane, Assistant Associate Director of Sales. <laughs> You're not even the real Assistant Director. You're the Associate to That's the Assistant Director. That's just an honorary Kane. title, Kane. That doesn't mean anything. That's not what Director Levinson said. <laughs> I will disrupt the Do nine pillars my of badge? this office. <laughs> they will all fall. Marketing's next. After you, once I've usurped control of the mailroom, the rest of the time, the mail fall like a house of Seriously, cards. Seriously, Kane? You're going to take over the mailroom. You realize I'm just a temp. Yeah. I'm working here to go through college. Come on, man. I'm making $7 an hour. I'm getting my degree in anthropology, and then I'm going to go be unemployed. Leave me alone, Kane. It's like, Seriously. You really got to rub it in, don't you? It's like we were watching Lost the other day, like the like the first season. And like the first time they have the flashbacks with Locke, I don't know how much you know about it, but the guy's in a wheelchair. And when he's on the island, he's not in a wheelchair. So when they show the flashbacks, they never show him walking around. Like they always show him sitting down. So it's a big surprise when he's in the wheelchair at the end. And Graziella mentioned this because like all the flashbacks are like how his life is bad and his boss is like constantly ragging on him for like being like a loser and like playing war games on his lunch break. And, uh, Graciela's like, nobody is that mean to a disabled person. <laughs> like, you would never tell somebody in a wheelchair that they were a loser. <laughs> yeah. And that they were never going to amount to anything. Like, even if you were, like, the stereotypically douchey, like, 20-something boss at the box factory. Yeah, that's a, that's a sacred space. You get a, you get a certain pass yeah. once you lose the use of your legs. And I'm not saying you, like, I'm not even saying you should, like, pussyfoot around handicapped people. Because I think they should, I don't know, they got something to prove, maybe. I don't know what they do. They roll around those. But you you could never be that much of a dick. <laughs> Even if you could find the courage, like the, the inner strength to do it, somebody would kick your ass. <laughs> For real. 
<laughs> Maybe that's what they're going to reveal. Or at least they would slash your tires. Like, <laughs> I would. Somebody would just walk, probably just walk up to you and call you a dick. Like, yeah. why are you being such a dick? It's like, come on, man. He's in a wheelchair. <laughs> like, do you really have to rub it in? He works at a box factory, <laughs> and he can't walk. <laughs> it's just uh, everything's coming up lock. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, God, this may have been. The least <laughs> that was my head hitting the microphone failed, as they used to say in House of the Dead 2 when you tried to shoot that golden frog off the lifeboat with one bullet. One bullet! It's a jumping golden frog! That was really hard. It's not it's not easy. But failed. This may have been the podcast where we talked the least about the topic. I think we did a pretty good job. I feel like we pointed out the important things. Turn to a werewolf. Mist monster. Spend some Kinda time like tamping. Glass ceiling for vampires. <laughs> it's like vampires can't get anywhere today in this modern industry. Well, maybe if you didn't have to work third shift all the time <laughs> because sunlight burns your body. It's like, come on, man. Get some aloe vera and fucking man up. <laughs> you also can't participate in water cooler conversations. <laughs> it's that boss with a lisp. Off lips. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going, Kane? <laughs> ah! <laughs> it, it burns! burns. <laughs> you didn't get that blood fountain. <laughs> That's after the promotion. <laughs> it's a 3% salary bump and all the blood fountain of water immunity he can drink. Yes. It's just a cool idea for a game where you're playing a vampire. And he's sort of one of those fruity and rice vampires, but he's also sort of a total badass. And he has, like, gets armor made out of blades and stuff that hurts guys when they attack you, but hurts you when you attack them. And uh, I don't know. I don't see why anybody would really forge a suit of armor like that, but it's there, and you get it. You could, you could, the, the option is there. Yeah. And it, it's pretty, and it spawned Soul Reaver, which was pretty good, and the rest of them, which weren't. But the story was still intriguing in its horrendously complex nothingness. Soul yeah. Reaver was almost like the lost of that time. Because you got to the end of Soul Reaver, and the time streamer got through the, the portal, and Kane escaped. And you're like, okay, so what's the development time on a game these days? Three, four years. Like Halo 2, for that matter. Yeah. It's like, I'm glad this game ended in the middle. Awesome. This game, like... Soul Reaver 1 was kind of fun. It was also about 30 hours of box puzzles. <laughs> so to have no catharsis at the end, I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> that kind of sucks. But oh well. See you next week when we talk about things that are about stuff. Court cutter. Reputed to have been ripped from the chest of the greatest vampire to have ever existed, Janos Audron, the heart of darkness restores vampiric unlife. Life is precious, Janos discovered, as it was torn, throbbing and bleeding from his own body. What the hell is that? I believe that's the baby monitor. Sounds like a... Sounds like space is just like open up. Sounds like a demon. Yeah, it's a, it's a rift been torn in, torn in the eternal blackness. <laughs> Cthulhu, is that you? It's the baby dying? Is the baby Cthulhu? Hello? Cthulhu? How's it going, dude? I Are we safe? The deep it's the baby dead. <laughs> My mind is gone.
Joe White now a hollow shell of a man. <laughs> <laughs>